0: Best of Times, live from 710 Keele Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity, helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The Best of Times, your host, Gary Kaligas.
1: Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Coligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only news magazine and radio show for mature adults in northwest Louisiana. Thank you for listening to our show today and also thanking those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Keel application on their Apple and Android devices. We do want to thank AARP Louisiana, neighbors, town and country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer for being the exclusive sponsors of our radio show to provide you with this beneficial information each and every Saturday morning. In just a few minutes, we're going to discuss some different suggestions on your possible upcoming retirement from some international leading experts. So stay to the show for some very beneficial information for you and your loved ones. It is Saturday, June the 19th, and we are broadcasting our show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keele, a town square media station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show is not live and has been pre recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the June issue, The Best of Times, at one of our 270 distribution locations. We thank you for the many compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. But remember, there are very few copies available. Uh, of our June issue at our 270 distribution locations. So we're sorry we've had many callers saying there are not any issues available at these distribution locations. But we remind you to visit our popular website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues of our magazine, as well as to view and download the 2021 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory. In addition, you can listen to previously broadcast radio shows and also learn about upcoming events and activities in our area speaking about the 2020 silver pages senior resource directory it is extremely popular with our our persons throughout the area of northwest louisiana and even throughout the state but it is only available for viewing and downloading from our popular website at wwwthebestoftimesnews.com or our application on apple and android devices but remember, it, is only, it, it, is available, it was available in print beginning in March of this year. However, we ran out of our 25,000 copies quite quickly as it is our most popular publication. Do visit our website again, thebestoftimesnews.com, the for a listing of events, activities, and news that you can use. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour You're on News Radio 710 Keel, probably presented by AARP Louisiana and Ebert Senate Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler,
0: Ram, and Jeep Dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel.
1: Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and A-Bears 10 in Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Caligas, and I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show as some special guests is Patty and Mildred, Milledge Hart, uh, the authors and lecturers of a book called the, the Resolutionists, Welcome to the Anti-Retirement Movement. And they are promoting a rather, not just a regular ordinary retirement, but a phase in one life that they suggest apply your resources and skills in a new way to advance yourself, philanthropic as well as corporate activities throughout the globe. So thank you, Patty, and thank you, Millage Millage for joining us today here on The Best of Times Radio Hour. Well, we're
2: just really pleased to be here, Gary. So thank
3: you so much for having us. We appreciate it.
1: Well, first of all, I want to compliment you. Uh, My wife is the editor-in-chief of our monthly magazine for the past 21 years. And, and, you know, I'm the publisher, but she has all the executive decisions and she gets information and articles from throughout the world from different people. And uh, she found your article, Retirement Brings... Brings with it extra time, and it, she has make the best of it. And it, your article about uh, about this topic we're going to, have to discuss today appeared in our February issue of the Best of Times this year. February issue, and it was available online from our website. It was available for our app, and it, it was an extremely popular article. It was quite. Uh, even people contacted me about it, by the way, Patty and Millage, uh, that uh, they found it both fascinating, and they're, they they like what you propose, and they like the, the, the adage of anti-retirement. They, nobody really wants to retire. They want to keep busy, and I, I've been promoting that for years, but uh, I think you, you came upon it quite well. And I know a lot of people have visited your website. Their website, by the way, everyone is www.antiretirement.com. Again, it's anti, a n t i retirement.com. So again, I compliment you the the uh, the issue and the article. By the way, is separately, uh, we put both of them on on our website. Is uh, Quite a bit viewed And quite a bit downloaded uh, From our website Thebestoftimesnews.com So again Thank you for Providing that to us And uh, again It's on their website Everyone So if you go to Their website uh, The Theantiretirement.com You'll You'll see the article From the best of times On there. And they're also Quite um, uh, uh, Popular You have articles From throughout The United States And probably abroad Is that right? That's right Yeah I mean I
2: think it you know, this is an, the anti-retirement movement is a movement that doesn't really have geographic boundaries, right? I mean, it's, it is, you know, a movement that I think people around the globe are, are gravitating to, and, you know, as you said in the article that we wrote about time, I mean, time is the best gift at this stage of life, and um, so I think really maximizing your, um, your time, And how you use it is a critical part, I think. Of, I mean, it's a responsibility, and it's it's a great blessing at the same time.
1: Well, well. Before we get into the topic, tell tell our listeners your story. I thought this is an interesting one that uh, both of you were in the corporate world, executive leaders, and then decided to quasi retire. And so, tell us your story. I think.
3: So Patty was a, a serial CEO of four different public companies, and I was an investment banker. And probably the last 10 years of our career, we were primarily living in two different cities and traveling a bunch and working really hard just to spend time together. And so when we finally had the – when we both sold our business and had the time to uh, spend more time together, we wanted to come up with a project or something that would, uh, would captivate us and interest us. To kind of take into this chapter. And, um, and, and we thought, you know, anti retirement and, you know, we're very much resolutionist, And so we thought, you know, writing a book and kind of um, talking about how at least we lived our life, not from a preaching standpoint, but from a perspective of this is what we're doing and this is really working for us. And yeah, um,
2: yeah. and I think, you know, we made the decision, Gary, to say we're going to live our retirement years in the same way we lived our previous life, whether it was our careers or our um you know, our focus on parenting, our focus on education at a younger age. And so, you know, Mills and I are the kind of people that just go for the gusto. Like we grab whatever's ahead of us by this road and we just take it for all it's worth and and we made the decision that we weren't going to just recede into, you know, oblivion when we moved to retirement. So we said, why don't we just continue to live the way we have always lived? You know, having had great success in our careers, we were blessed with that and very fortunate. Um, but really to say, let's live in retirement the same way. Let's continue to grow, let's continue to contribute, let's contribute, continue to learn. Um, and add new dimensions to ourselves as we had, you know, I think since birth. So that's really where we found ourselves. And then as we were making that transition, we came across so many other people that were going through the same transition. So our book, which we invite everyone to read the resolution is, is... Um, you know a summary that we have summarized, but it's the story of many resolutionists. We interviewed a lot of people. We spent a lot of time with others who were going through this transition. So this is a compilation of this generation's approach to retirement.
1: And and it's it's a it's a positive one. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you some stories that I'm, I want you to comment on. I mean I've I've dealt with people in the corporate world. I'm again I'm, you know, I'm 71. So I was in the corporate world in many different corporations, but one of the one when I was at early, uh, I'm an engineer and I used to work for a major pipeline company and and all around I was the youngest. Everybody else around me were almost retirement age, and they were all looking forward to retire. I remember George, my good friend, he was just like a father to me. He ended up, I was there like five years, and he was ended up retiring, going to get the gold watch, and he was looking forward to it, but. He, him and his wife he had no kids he had no hobbies he had only work he came always early stayed late never took holidays hardly ever Pe- the bosses had to force him And but he was like married to the job and sadly George was like crying at his retirement party and I said George why are you crying he said I don't know what I'm going to do and sure enough him and his wife uh, he died six months later at sixty-six years old, it was so sad. I mean, I went to his funeral, and again, he did not plan for his retirement or, or, or building. And he was a brilliant man, and he got you know he was an engineer. And but again, he didn't focus on thinking about uh, passing his skills and continuing doing things. I mean, he was it was sad. Do you do you find a lot of people like that as well?
2: Yeah, I think it is sad. I mean, I think, you know, I would say that Millie and I are not all that different from George, actually. We were very married to our work, and we used to say every year that we don't really go on vacations. We just work from exotic locations. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the way we live for a very long time. But I think George's story is to the heart of why we wrote our book, because we just believe that, you know, everybody in the world needs purpose, people need to belong, people need to feel relevant, people need to feel needed, and without all of that, life falls away a bit. And so, you know, our message is about taking control of that and continuing to boost your confidence, to feel relevant, to feel necessary, and to find purpose in your life because the purpose you had for all those years falls away. And so we had no hobbies. No reason I didn't really know
3: what a hobby was. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, so, and Gary, we just we tried to put it on his head and think about it like we thought about our business career. So if we want to be successful in our business career, we have to plan. And so in thinking about planning, our you know our goal in planning was how do we make this phase of our life the best phase of our life? And to do that, we had to plan and think about it and figured out, figure out what would interest us, what would keep us relevant, how we could give back, and how we could spend time together in a meaningful way that, that worked for both of us. And so it was a lot of planning that really helped us live the life that we're currently living.
2: Yeah, and to tend to our health, I think, both mentally and physically, because
3: it's something
2: that while we were fully engaged in our careers um, was never a priority, right? Our priority was whatever your goal at work was. And so for the first time in our life, we could actually put at the top of our priority being mentally and physically healthy and understanding what that meant.
1: Well, I want you to comment. I mean, I have a lot of my friends and associates and readers and listeners that that come to me and and say, Gary, I I, I want to retire, I'm ready to retire, but money is, I really enjoy the steady income, and right now they're they're continuing hiring me, and now during this after COVID, everybody's hiring anybody they can. I mean, I I've been offered like three <laughs> positions uh, at different places, and I said, I already have a. Quasi like full time job. I don't want to do. It. Hire some young people. We can't find any young people, Mister Gary. I said, find us up. I said, really? Okay. I mean, we're in Louisiana, northern part of Louisiana, and you you would think that uh, we need more and more worker bees here. Um, too many people are still staying home, young people and mill- and millennials, and they're they're wanting to hire now seniors and boomers like me. So, uh, interesting. But you you commented, I believe in in your article and as well that money is certainly important, but it's not the only thing that determines whether your retirement is a success. So, elaborate on that. Yeah, I
2: think I mean, I think it's really it's just a really important point because I think we are, you know, a a um community in the United States is about wealth, right? We kind of overly focus on, you know, the bank account and what have you. You know, one of the things we did that we thought was very interesting is we pulled kind of our, a group of, I would call it 4,000 to 5,000 um, resolutionists that are now retired, and we asked them about this question. And it was so interesting to see how many people have turned their retirement purpose into earnings, right? So people who love pets and they're doing dog grooming or dog walking or pet sitting or pet photography, right? And so, you know, people who really cared about education are doing tutoring and, you know, helping uh, young people with college admissions applications and just on down
3: the list. Same thing right. with art, same thing with woodworking. They're doing, yeah. it. they're turning their passion into the ability to not have, not work full time, but to make some money as well.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and so we, you know, that there, and, and certainly something we've done. Like we had a passion about spreading the word and writing a book. And so, you know, I think that people oftentimes make the mistake of seeing this bright line between retire, pre-retirement and post-retirement. And the reality is it's not a bright line it's a big gray area where you can continue to apply things i mean i still spend my time doing you know projects for corporations mentoring for young executives you know which does the same he does advising and so it's just a shift in what you were doing it's not you know kind of you know, stopping everything you were doing is we leveraging one of our resolutions is leverage your success, right? So whatever it is, if you were, you know, a carpenter, do some woodworking and you know, for for local people or people who love arts and crafts are taking up painting and selling things at the local you know, farmers market and people who love to bake, I mean, one woman wrote us a note who loves to bake and she's now started a cake baking business out of her home. And so There's so many things, if that's that's a concern for you, if the financial stuff is a concern for you, just put together a plan to say, how can I change my life so I'm not wed to a nine to five kind of environment um, to drive income, but I can transition from that into my purposeful stage of life and continue to earn.
1: And, And that's the important thing, purposeful. Some people retire and have no further purpose other than sit in front of the TV and click the channel selector to watch movie upon movie upon movie, and hate to say this, get unhealthy and and don't live a and, not, and Tim and those are the ones that I visited seem unhappy. They don't they don't have a gleam on their face anymore. They have, maybe, they're not going having to go to work at eight o'clock or at nine o'clock or ten o'clock, but they're not happy. I, I mean, really, really, they need to get something done. I mean. Uh, uh, and volunteer. I, I tell one individual I visited, so she, I said, why don't you volunteer? She said, why Why should I do that? So you get to interact with people. And I mean, she yeah. wants to be home alone. It's it's sad. I mean, uh, and finally, you know, she volunteered and she's met some new people. And then, and, uh, and of course, she involves more herself more now with the church. Uh, but they know that. But you're right. When people just like they're ready to stay at home for days, years, and months without d- using their past skills. I mean, uh, uh, it's important that uh, – but some, as you mentioned, some are concerned about money, but that extra using your skills to get some additional income after your 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 retirement, your Social Security, your, your pensions, your other investments that you're now going to be drawing on after retirement. So, uh, I mean, if you still want additional funding – uh, there, there's ways to do it, and if you just seek for them, right?
3: Yeah, there, there absolutely are, and um, and and we wrote the book. You don't have to be wealthy to be a resolutionist, and you don't have to necessarily be retired. You have to, you know, from a resol- resolutionist standpoint, it's the beginning, of planning to retire, You're beginning to plan to go to the next phase, and kind of steps to do that. Gary, one thing that you you just pointed out. Leads us to a chapter of the book, which is develop a new metric system. And, um, and the, you were talking about, the, you know, the individual who was now focused on watching as many movies as possible, and and maybe that's the proper metric system for them. But as you know, as all of us in business, we had a metric system and things we had to do every day and things we crossed off the list and annual goals. And that, you know, so we really want to develop a metric system that works for us in this phase of our life because we still enjoyed accomplishing things and we still enjoyed moving forward. And so even, you know, things like happiness or, you know, or different things like that ultimately can be measured if you come up with a way and you think about it in a way that you know you're accomplishing things and you know, at least we know, we're moving our life forward from that metric.
2: Yeah, it's just, I mean, we have lived our entire life, probably since you brought home your first report card right at five years old, (laughs) um, being measured, and to go from being measured, whether it's getting a promotion, or it's your annual bonus, or it's, you know, employee of the month, whatever the recognition is, you know, that metric system drove to a recognition that was very critical. It's critical to your self-confidence, it's critical to feeling important and needed, and You know, you can't just, you know, go to sleep one day and then wake up the next and live the rest of your life and never measure yourself. So, again, we went through a polling process with some folks to say, what would you like to measure at this stage of your life that you didn't need to measure? And it was actually fascinating because some people were very focused on measuring happiness, which is, again, something we've broken down and figured out how to measure for us, like what drives happiness. People wanted to measure spirituality, as an example. People wanted... Measure um, relevance as an example, right? And so, there so were all of these kinds of things that, again, when Millage and I go to bed, as we have, you know, again, since we were five years old every night, we need to know that we move the ball forward that day. Every human being needs to know that. And is really important. And you talked about the person sitting on a sofa watching movies, so we'll tell a little story on our zones there because in our first year as being a resolutionist, one of our goals was to watch every James Bond movie in chronological (laughs) order. Um, But, I mean, we weren't watching it just for the idea of sitting on the sofa watching a movie. We said, we're going to watch this and we're going to observe how um, the social norms in our society have changed from the beginning of James Bond until the end of James Bond, not the end, but the most recent yeah, James Bond. very good. And we, we and we took notes, and we, we had great discussions between ourselves but with others about what was the role of alcohol in the movies, what was the role of women, when was the first Bond girl of color, what were the clothing, what was the music like throughout time. So... There are are ways to say, hey, I enjoy watching movies, but how can I do it in a way where it's more of an observation than just a zoning out, if Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. So... Hold that yeah. thought.
1: Hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now, worth more sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel. Probably presented by AARP Louisiana and a bears Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep
0: dealer. Gary Kalidas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017FM and 710 Key.
1: Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and A-Bear's Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is some two special guests. It's Patty and Millage Hart, who is authors and lecturers who are also known as the resolutionists and who are promoting a rather than not the, just the ordinary retirement phase in one life, but they suggest that you apply your resources and skills in new ways during those retirement years. So thank you for joining us today on the Best of Times Radio Hour.
2: Happy to be here.
1: And they are co-authors of a book called The Resolutionist. Welcome to the Anti-Retirement Movement. And you can pick up a copy by visiting their website at wwwanti your your website don't you and other questions on your your website don't you
2: yeah we do we have a give it a try survey which will um, help you understand how ready you are to become a resolutionist and then you know, further to that, um, we have a private uh, Facebook and LinkedIn group um, where our resolutionists gather and we share information and ideas and solutions, and sometimes just a
3: good laugh.
1: <laughs> well, I want to let's talk about a few uh, topic topics that you and your staff gave me. It's regarding you recommend tips for figuring out when to retire and to make sure you're successful when doing it. And one of the first points you said, know your catalyst. So explain what that means.
3: Sure. Um, knowing your catalyst is, number one, understanding where you are just mentally, physically, and um, financially um, from a, in thinking about retirement, but also understanding where the market is, where your company is, and different things like that. And for us, for Patty and I, our catalysts, we were in two different companies, but our catalysts were pretty easy because we ended up selling our businesses, and so it was a fairly easy, fairly obvious catalyst. Others, it you know, the catalyst may not be that evident. It could be when you turn a certain age, or when you get to a certain financial milestone, or when you get to a certain um, promotion where you feel like you've accomplished what you want to accomplish. Or if you feel like you've given the company everything you have and you're ready for new challenges so it's really looking internally and externally for what the catalyst is that helps you um, move to the next phase okay. COVID has been a pretty, pretty dynamic catalyst for a lot of us.
1: true that is definitely true the second aspect you said plan ahead to avoid separation anxiety from your work and that I think that's a real critical factor And a lot of people don't think about that so explain what you mean by that
2: yeah. So, with, you know, one of the things I'll tell on myself um, when I, you know, had my last day in the office and I put everything in my, you know, personal belongings in my box, put them in my car, drove home, got to the first stop sign and just started crying. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you know, what am I- What am I going to do with myself, right? I mean, I, the separation anxiety, because you are separating really for all intents and purposes, you're separating from family, right? Most of us spent more working hours, waking hours at work than we did at home. And so, you know, this is a loss. This is, you grieve through this process, right? So, um, so I think it's, you know, when we look back on it, I retired once and failed. So then I had an opportunity to plan for the second time to give it a go and we started working earlier in our process to build ourselves to a new group of what I would call kindred spirits because you know for years you know my you know Christmas party which is the people I work with and you know that's where we had my birthday cake every year and that's where I mean that's where we had our celebrations and so we started earlier saying you know we have to bridge ourselves from our existing family to creating a new family of people that you know similar to when you're working you know the reason that you have these families is because you share a common bond which is around whatever you're doing in your business it's growing your business it's launching a new product it's whatever now you have to have people that you have a common bond with again and so you know, Millens and I spent some time putting together a new group of kindred spirits and created what we call our salon that we have at our home and we have twenty to 30 resolutionists that gather on a regular basis and we
1: oh.
2: um we we have a great you know, think about Paris, you know, in the thirties kind of salon.
1: That's and, right. That's very you know, good. Good good analogy there. Good good r- reminding. Yeah. And so y'all you know, all, you all really get together, talk, do functions, play games, card games, and et cetera, and do be, travel together, uh, do things, birthday parties, et cetera. So you know that's one of the thing avoiding. And I was I wanted you to emphasize that you have to plan ahead if you're going to retire and plan uh, your hobbies and plan what you're going to do next. Just don't if you cook turkey without thinking about it. What am I going to do? Yeah, you might you know that's where you're going to make your to, thing to do list. You're going to make your 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 uh, Appointments and things, you know, exercising. You're going to have a normal schedule. You don't just want to sit at home and do nothing, right? And that's that's where it gets that separation anxiety. You you long to go back to where you were before. You want to hopefully, you know, visit the grandkids more, volunteer. There's thousands of tasks, but you need to plan upon it so it doesn't just abruptly you get there uh, on after retirement day and don't have a plan,
3: right? Right. And you're and you're not in this alone, Gary, because other people are doing it every single day. And so in talking to kindred spirits, you can have the opportunity to learn from from their mistakes and some of the things they did really well. Every time Patty and I are, you know, in a group of people, there's something very interesting to learn, whether we're talking about the book or, or any other topic, because everyone's, you know, living similar things. They feel like they're on their own and they come up with coping mechanisms. Yeah, and I
2: think it was one of the driving forces behind the anti-retirement movement is saying that you do need to have a movement. You need a mass of people that you can do this with so that you don't feel so alone. It's very easy to feel alone during this time frame. (laughs) Well, and (laughs) those
1: kindred spirits join together to try new things that help you get educated. I mean, learn a new hobby, learn a new I mean I my wife and I took up bridge just a few years ago. She's becoming a, a yeah. suit bridge player. She's like a master. I'm still doing I'm okay. I enjoy it. I love it. But you know, she's she got into it. And now I don't know if I'm, you're in California, correct? I'm sure you know about pickleball. Pickleball is the big yeah. deal throughout the, the world now. And it we've got involved in that about less than a year and it's been it's been fun and we're just like into that. And we we got we met new friends, young people, old people, but mainly young people that are been thrilled that, you know, us at seventy and seventy one and <laughs> she's a little bit younger than me, uh are are tackling this particular new sport. You know, we play tennis but this is a little bit different and uh it, it's a little right. bit more challenging. But it's it's a it's a being picked up throughout the world and uh even in our little city, which is totally totally amazing it, itself. So again, I love your, your, your,
2: your I love your factor. Go ahead.
1: No, I love your factor about asking others. I mean, that is great, A great idea. I'm i have never heard anybody ask other retirees what's good and what's bad before you retire. I mean, that that you know why not? And if they're part of your group, not part of your group, you know, ask them. That's that's a great idea. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I think the thing, you know, the accomplishments, as you said with Pickleball and Bridge, right, the accomplishments, small, don't have to, they don't have to be huge. That's the other mistake people make is they get into retirement. They think, oh, I have to learn a new language or, you know, oh, I have to do whatever. and They make it so onerous that the ability to accomplish it becomes a chore instead of a pleasure. And like you are saying, I mean, one of our things was our, our nephew is getting married and they're having a surprise dance, of uh, this crazy dance called the Get Up, which you may know or you may not know, Blanco Brown, Get Up. And they were kind of teasing us and they said, oh, well, we're going to have this if you guys learn it. You can do it with all the young people. <laughs> so we absolutely learned this dance and oh. we did a video of ourselves. And we sent to the kids, and we were said, "Okay, Aunt Patty and Uncle Miller are ready for the wedding." And they never thought we would do it in a million years. Awesome. And for us, it felt like such an accomplishment. Yeah, it was
3: accepted. Yeah. And, and of- you <laughs>
1: check that off your things to do list. Wow, that, that's that's a yeah, that, that,
2: that that
1: that, that's that sure. that's bucket list thing to be on there. I love that as well. I love that. Well. I love that. And you know, those new yeah. things you learn, new things. I, I was telling people. Uh, we give advice in our magazine, on our radio show, on our website about retirement things to do, and it's always learning. I mean, I learn something from every guest that's on my show, and and in uh, we have have recent we're really focusing in on this COVID time, on on checking out your genealogy. I'm getting more and more people like thrilled, and they've never done it before, and they're in their. 70s, 80s, and even 60s, and now they're doing genealogy research, and they're finding it fascinating, plus they're meeting other new people and new relatives they've never met before through the system of learning it, you know, either through 23andMe or Ancestry.com and etc. they're finding people that they would have never thought about introducing themselves, and it's fascinating.
2: Yeah, and you now have the time to do it. Right? These are things that we thought about when we were working. We had some friends that went through the Ancestry.com process. Similarly, they didn't find any relatives. I think most of their relatives are gone, but they ended up putting together trips to her, you know, origin in Italy and his origin in Scotland um, to go see where their ancestors came from. So we thought, you know, we learned that from them as one of our salons. And said, so, you know, that's actually an interesting way. Even if you don't meet a person, you can go learn about your history.
1: That's right. That That is, true. That is yeah. a, a good aspect. Uh, your other aspect is saying learn to be your own best friend. What do you mean by that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, this is, for me, um, I'm one of those people that spent most of my life from, five years old so I retired always in a group right I traveled in in groups for my business I solved problems in groups I was you know for my cheer squad when I was in school you know I was always in a group and one of the things that dawned on both Millie and I is once we retired a lot of the things that we had on our list were going to be so low in our ability to accomplish them that if you waited always have someone else to do it with you would probably not get a lot of the things done for a lot of reasons one is we do more things on weekdays now than weekends. We stay in on
1: weekends when the rest of the world is out and crazy. And crazy, and then you, you know, have to wait in lines for everything. That's a, that's the scenario as well. Well, hold that thought. We'll be yeah. right. We'll be right back with more information. But now, work my sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and A Bear's Selling Country. It's report your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and
0: Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, The Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and
1: Eber's selling country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is special guests, Patty and Mildred Hart, who authors and lecturers and are known as The Resolutionist, and they have written and co-authored a book called The Resolutionist. Welcome to the Anti-Retirement. So thank you, Patty and Mildred, for joining us today here on The Best of Times Radio Hour.
3: Great to be here. Thanks for having us. So
1: again I want to emphasize to all my listeners out there, if you, you can go to our website and learn a little bit about they wrote, they wrote an article called Retirement Brings With It Extra Time. Make the best of it. It appeared in our February's the best of times. It's still available. I know that many thousands of you have already read it, but you might want to read it again after we've had them on my radio show today to learn a little bit more. And I'm gonna to touch on a few of the topics that they mentioned here, which I thought was making retirement more fun. One of them, it's which I, you know, I, I know people have retired and throw their calendar away. But no, you need to have a calendar. That's whatever. use a calendar, right? <laughs> when you had it in your corporation and your work schedule, why do you throw it away? And not have to worry about activities and appointments. You need to, you need to schedule them and schedule things, even even fun things, right? Yeah,
3: absolutely. We. We did not throw our calendar away. The, the thing that our concession to the calendar was, we now have a joint calendar, and oh. uh, so we know what the other so we know what the other is doing. Number one, but to be able to plan and do things together as well. So that's that's been our concession to the calendar, but we still plan a lot because we want to live our best life.
1: Okay, I got to ask you a question: Do you do electronic calendar or do you do a paper calendar?
3: I am totally new school. I believe technology is our friend, and so I'm all new school electronic. Yes, sir. And, and what about Patty?
1: And, Patty? and Patty is too.
2: Not so much, Jerry. Let's be honest. This is a place we don't agree. <laughs> uh, guess
1: what? My wife will not. She yeah. has the iPhone and the iPads and all this stuff, but she will not put her calendar on there. So we could share calendars. We know exactly what we're doing. I will tell you what the schedule is for the week for me and if it changes. <laughs> if she has a, she has, whatever it's called, I can't remember that, that book that has the everyday thing. And that, you know, yeah. the spiral book. She's had it for like 50 years. Every year I get her the new, the new insert, and she that's all she wants. She doesn't want to load them anywhere. And she said, "What happens if your iPhone crashes? It's just like your iPhone crashes, you lose telephone numbers. You know, I have a backup on it. So uh, now we're we're identical in that. But Maybe it's the women thing. I'm going to ask some my other women friends out there that if they have their they don't like the electronic. But no. But it's important that you jot things down so you remember. I mean, when things go on. I mean, including pickleball, including yoga and bridge and when you're volunteering and if you're going to be part-time working, it's important to have that calendar. The next item which I I love, uh, some people hate, is when I was in the corporate world for many years in various disciplines, I'm a multi-discipline person with lots of different career paths. The last one is talk radio and publishing. I did many other things before for 10 or so years each. So that make that to-do list is important,
2: right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're yeah, we're a to-do list-driven um, couple, but we will vote that way in our um, business lives. And again, because that check, is there's an endorphin, it's almost like you just, you know, did some time on the treadmill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. an endorphin. That right? is true. It comes with putting that back in the box, and I think we all so need that still in our life and we find that the days that we don't have as many checks in the box where we feel like we were just kind of swimming in the sea of faith for the day, we just don't feel as good about yourself as the day comes to a close. and was, I had a big day yesterday where we got three gigantic things that had been lingering for some time brought to completion in our life and we had three big checks and, it, and we were both saying at the end of the day, oh my gosh, it just felt so good. To
1: say right. that is, you know, that is moved it to the complete pile. Right. So, you know, I again, if you emphasize the listeners that that make that to do list and make it every day. Make a make a broad one. Make a. I mean, it can be automated. A lot of us still do it hand. I have it both automated as well as I put it on a piece of paper. But go, go ahead. Right, and
3: I mean when you hear of something that's interesting that you may want to do, putting it on your list, you know, for, to, number one, to remember, depending on where your brain is in this phase of life, but also in thinking uh, thinking about new things and having a list of potential things that you want to do if you do have time. And so Patty and I have an annual goal list, as an example, and we've already started the list for what's going to be on the 2022 goal list. Cause you can't have all the good ideas in one day so we that's just accumulate the
0: most and when
3: someone talks about something interesting we add it to our list to, to think about it.
1: okay that's a good point make that bu- it's called some people call it a bucket list of about that movie I mean, we've been emphasizing that on our radio show etc that you know, my wife and I have that bucket list of things to do we check off those big global things that we want to do. You know, go to China. We've been and that was checked off the list and uh, spent 35 days there. Uh, but, you know, many other things are on our bucket list. Uh, I will not parachute. And my wife thinks, "Why don't we parachute?" Nope, I'm not <laughs> doing that at all. I, I've seen people do it. I can be tandem, but nope, I don't think I want to do that. Hot air balloon? No, yes, I we've done the that. hot air balloon, and she said we could have fallen out of the hot air balloon. I said, Well, that's a different story. Uh, okay, let's move on. We don't have a few more minutes. Uh, so, you, the other point in our in your articles, treat everything like a business appointment, which is really yeah, a good aspect. People need to think of that. It's it, you know. Yeah. And if, if you say you're going to do something or or, or go to pick a ball, you know you, need to, you know, you need to say you're going to be there at that certain time. It's like a business appointment, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think you have to respect it that way, right, as other because as other things try to encroach on that space, that, that's where we probably have our biggest issue is when if we don't say – You know, we're going to lunch with our son, and we put don't put it on the calendar. Things encroach, and before you know it, we're calling our son and saying sorry, we can't make it. And we just didn't want to. We just didn't want that to happen at this stage of our life. So we, when we make those commitments, and it can be basically putting on our calendar one hour of reading time, right? And it's on the calendar like an appointment and things don't encroach on it so for us that's allowed us i think to be continue to be in control of our days and how we apply our time instead of allowing
3: time to take over okay right and it in our our position is if you make a commitment it's a commitment yeah if we've committed to be someplace and we're not there, then you better send out a search party to something
1: else. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's, that's important. Okay, the, the fourth item in the article, and I'm sure it's also in your book, you mentioned adapt your system as you need, as your needs change. Uh, explain that to our listeners.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I think one of the things that does happen as you move into this phase of life may be different than when you were working... Is from the time you decide to leave the workforce until maybe the end of your life, your needs do start changing and shifting and redefining themselves. So I would say for the first period that we were out, we still had more business-oriented things in our on our list. We were still winding down kind of commitments to industry associations and you know these kind of commitments we had made out and. So we've had to be really conscious now of, of really adapting and saying as those things roll off and you know maybe I've decided to take up gardening or maybe I've decided to perfect a chocolate souffle recipe we have to really continue to allow these things we call it being evergreen so we were for a long time in our life we would you know things were in stone you put them down they were in stone and we've had to give ourselves permission to say That's one of the benefits at this stage of life, that things don't have to be in stone that way, that they can be evergreen and they can continue to work and redefine. You can find a new interest. You can make some new friends. You can make a decision to have a little more spontaneity in your life than you had before and adapt yourself as you go.
1: Good good advice there. So, again, thank you for joining us today. Again, I want to emphasize to my listeners, you can learn more about them on their website, www.antiretirement.com. Uh, you can uh, be in, uh, order their book from their website. Their, their, web, their website book, the book is called The Resolutionist Welcome to the Anti Retirement Movement. And, uh, again, thank you for taking your valuable time to, to join us, to give us a little lanyap, a little extra information that what appeared in your article uh, to my many thousands of radio listeners uh, throughout the area. So, again, best wishes to you. And uh, looking forward to you sending us additional information that we can put in our magazine and we can talk about it on our radio show in the near future.
2: That's great, Gary. And we have a seat in the anti-retirement movement
1: that's waiting for you. All right. Okay. I appreciate that. Well, <laughs> again, thank you for ta- taking time. You've, you've helped a lot of people based upon this radio show. And I know our article, a lot of people have changed their thoughts about retirement. Uh, you, you've uh, done some resolving and helping them as well. So, again, best wishes to you and yours. And uh, thank you for appearing on our show today.
3: You are so welcome. Thank, thank you. you. Have a great day. You too.
1: Again, everyone, please thank our sponsors and advertisers who support this radio show and our magazine, The Best of Times. Remember to tell your friends to listen to our radio show next Saturday morning for news and information that can benefit them. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of our magazine at one of our 270 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Kaligas, wishing you and yours the best of times both today and
0: every day. Have a great day.